ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, alcoholics of all ages, welcome to episode two of Canadian Sober, eh? I'm your host and resident alcoholic, Dougie Fresh. Go grab a snack, juice popper, as I like to call it, the Champagne of Waters Perrier. We'll get the show on the road shortly. Sit back, hang tight. tequila uh by the champs and in no way shape or form am i promoting tequila (laughs) not on this podcast uh and uh just a reminder to all the uh all the guests listening tonight and all the guests on the show that all the songs played on this season's podcast you can find on spotify just like i found that one Question, when Barbara Streisand was singing about misty water-colored memories, was she singing about us? I like to think that I have a great memory, and that I could, I could, if required, recall the moments from my past that matter. But, is, it my, first, is my first drink one of them? Was it Fireball Whiskey? Big Fireball Whiskey Canadian thing. Coors Light? Rum and Coke? Possibly Corona. Or did I enjoy those super sugary wine coolers? It's crazy to me that I can recall I had a first drink, but I can't remember what it was. But I can recall the last time I was drunk. That was a night that I would like to permanently erase. It's literally etched in my brain. It's the bad taste in my mouth that I can't quite gargle away. I ponder these thoughts tonight after hearing an insightful quote from a good friend of mine. You never remember your first drink, but you surely remember your last. To talk a little bit more and to dive a little deeper into this conversation, I've invited a good friend of mine, Chris. Chris, how you doing tonight, brother? What's up, buddy? What's going on? Not too much, brother. Um... Do you want to tell the listening audience tonight a little bit about yourself, your experience, strength, and hope? Uh, yeah, um, let's get into it. So I am a professional drinker. Um, gin, rum, that was uh, my stuff of choice. Um, the fact that I didn't kill anybody, go to jail, um, end up seriously hurt is a miracle on its own. Um, and here I stand, uh, nine days away from a year sober. It blows my mind each time, um, but it can be done. If I can do it, it can be done. Um, so, yeah, it just reached the point where um, the drinking was getting worse. It was getting earlier in the day. It was getting more secretive, um, and it was weighing on my pocket, man. Like, all my funds were going towards the booze. Um, wasn't a partier when I was um, younger. Um, I was a good kid. I was a soccer player. Um, I didn't get into my kind of bad boy days until I got like maybe late 20s, early 30s. I had a really late phase. Um, It got worse during the pandemic. Um, I lost my job and all that. Um, But it was actually a blessing and surprise because I got sober during that time. Um, 
took the time to concentrate on myself and just hurting others, man. Like I um, would say stuff to people, um, hurt others' feelings, and not even remember I said it. And what are you talking about? Um, so I was able to this year pretty much um, get my shit together, um, become a different person. I am a completely different person, and I didn't know this dude even existed. Um, yeah, just to be here for my family, um, be a better brother, be a better friend. Um, it's beautiful, man. Like sobriety has showed me so much and I've met so many beautiful people, um, such as yourself. Um, what else can I say? Yeah, man. <laughs> just, I'm so blessed, dude. I'm so honored to be on here, man. Like, uh, um, I don't have any sober friends, dude. Like it's really crazy, but I, I don't know any sober people. Um, I am the only sober person pretty much in my friends group. And um, that was hard in early sobriety because my whole thing was drinking. Um, what do you do when you hang out with your friends? Um, let's go grab some drinks, man. Like, let's go watch a game. Let's go grab some drinks and catch a game. Um, it was hard to adjust to, super hard to adjust to. Just sitting in my room alone like we're doing right now, man, 12 months ago, man, I couldn't do that. I can't. I couldn't sit in my room. I couldn't sit here. I couldn't sit here with the TV on. I couldn't sit here knowing uh, I didn't have a bottle in my drawer, uh, that I didn't have a bottle downstairs, that I couldn't call friends and go out. It was scary. And now um, I can sit in my room and chill and talk to you. It's pretty insane, man, the things you appreciate and take for granted. And I and I surely did that as a drinker and as an addict. Mm. Um, but this community, man, um, Instagram has played a huge part in my sobriety. Um, I've met some beautiful people. I've met you, especially early on in sobriety, man. Um, uh, certain uh, pages that have helped so much. Um, knowing people. I mean, I didn't meet people here, but I've met so many beautiful people across, not even the United States, man, but across the seas, England. Um, it's just, it's insane, man. Um, it's such a huge issue, and it's not talked about, and there's a huge stigma about it. And, um, you see that so much now and how much people are struggling and, uh, a lot of people relapsing man right now, um, mm. which is sad and it breaks my heart, but we, as people in the sober community have to build those people up that it's okay. Like you're not going to get 100% sobriety the first time. Like it's maybe one in a million chance. Like it happens, but as long as you get back on that horse, um, you have people to support you, and I love it, man. Like when people will say one month sober, ten days sober, and they think that's nothing. And I thought that was nothing back in the day. No, that's something for you not to do that event that has so much power on you, and to come that far. It's just the little things. I always tell people it's about the little things. Um, and you're not alone. There's so many amazing people in this community, man. Mm -hmm. um, I wouldn't be sober for it for sure. The conversation, um, people posting stuff that only maybe people in sobriety would know, um, the jokes. It's just – it's a blessing, man. And, and the podcast and what you do and, and I see what the other um, guys and girls do, making pages and not sitting in the dark and putting it out there and making these YouTube pages. It's, it's so awesome, dude. Like it's such a powerful community and I'm really proud to be a part of it and to be a sober individual. Um, at the beginning, it was kind of um, not embarrassing, but weird to say that, like, hi, I'm Chris, and I'm an addict, and I'm fighting for sobriety. So 
And now, man, I say it with like conviction and, mm-hmm. and powerful and hoping to help others. And I just want people to know that they're not alone. In the beginning, um, when people say like you, when you go through your steps and you do what you got to do and, and at the end, like it's uh, to help other people. And I was like, is it like, but now, man, like I want to help people. Like I want to know them that it's not okay, that it's going to be okay. And there's so much crap in the world. And it's so sad right now with the relapsing and, you know, um, different people ODing. Um, people just smile, man. Just the little things, just to make somebody smile or know that they're not alone. That's what I try to do, brother. Like I just want to let people laugh and smile and kind of forget about the bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I'm about. So that's what I got right now. <laughs> that's, that's, um, that's good, Chris. One, one thing I noticed uh, that you do for your sobriety is uh, you work on your physical aspect of it. Um, you work out a lot. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about that, what it's like for your mental state? Yeah. So it's super disgusting. So when I was at my highest drinking point, I would go out at night, like 10 o'clock at night, and I would wake up at 4 in the morning and go work out. Like me, if I'm hungover, cool. If I'm not, just the most ex- things that are the most extreme, like I'm dedicated to it. I would love to drink and get annihilated, and I love to lift weights and be healthy, which is the stupidest thing. Like it really is, and people would be like mind-boggled that I would be – shit faced what the next the early night before and then get up the next morning and lift weights for like two hours. So but as my sobriety came, I I kind of took I just the transformation, man. Like I tell people the glow, the glow is real. Um in the eyes and the face, like what you can do physically. Um you start off slowly but it changes. And the gym was just my thing. Like it's just my escaping point um, that things can be done. And I pretty much just throw weights around and use the anger and dumb stuff that I used to do. And um, I guess stuff that people used to do to me, um, take advantage of when I was drunk or if I took advantage of them, um, I kind of use it as a fuel. And um, yeah, it's really safe. Man. I tell people like, you got to um, find something that you like, or even, man, I, I don't know if this happened to you, but rediscover things that you used to love. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. I rediscovered also, not besides the gym, but things I freaking love. Like, uh, I'm like you, like, I love sports. I, I got my passion back to watch sports and watch new sports. And it's, it's crazy the things that you can do now, now that, um, alcohol is not taking over my life. It's, it's not like that. Like I got the power now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've often said that that alcohol rips rips uh, rips what we love away, um, you know, and uh, until we lose it, that we um, we uh, we find our passions again. Absolutely, uh, it's true. Yeah. So uh, you shared a quote with me, um, you know, earlier, and uh, you said you never remember your first drink, but you surely remember your last drunk. Take us. If you can remember, what was your first drink? And um, go through your last drunk with us. Okay. So, yeah, that was one of the early quotes in sobriety when um, when the pandemic started, dude. Like, um, meetings weren't open. I didn't know what to do. So I started doing the virtual meetings. And it's eye-opening. Like, if you've never been to an AA meeting or NA meeting, um, 
it is a mix of all emotions and roller coasters, um, newbies, people that have been there for years, all their life, um, people who just leave a camera on the whole time and just sit in the room. I mean, I would see people sleep inside the rooms because they couldn't dare to leave. And, and it's just, and they came up with the quote about, um, don't remember your first drink, but your last drunk. And I was like, that makes so much sense. Cause I barely remember my first drinks because I was just drinking and hanging out with friends. But the last one, Last September, you know, I'm such a huge basketball fan and my Lakers were playing and I was like, I'm going to specifically take a nap and get up at this time to watch the game. Dude, I slept through the whole game and I wake up in the middle of the night and I missed my Lakers. I'm like, dude, your drink is getting out of control. I don't even I drove home drunk. Um, It was just time. Like the fact that nothing happened yet. I just had a feeling was going to happen. That last drink. Uh. And that was last September, man. And it is mind-blowing because I still remember my first meeting. I remember who was in there. I remember the people talking. Um, I never want to feel that again, like the last drunk, man. I just – just it, it's not worth it now. Like what, how far I've come and where I'm at in life right now, like fuck booze, dude. Like f- any of that. Like I don't want that anymore. It's just – it's it's crazy like in the amount of time in a year of things that i've accomplished and people i've met and where i've gone it's not even worth it it's not even worth it so um that that quote will forever stick with me i i think it's it's beautiful and it's it's so true mhm well um i can honestly tell you uh chris uh you coming on today uh sharing your experience strength and hope and um you know i can honestly say that you're gonna help. Uh, you're gonna help some people out there that are just figuring this thing out. And um, you know, you you spoke from the heart tonight, and you shared uh, you shared your quote with us. And I I 100% agree. Um, you know, with with a lot of things you talked about tonight. Um, you know, you're just a genuine uh, good guy. Uh, you know, I I only know you from Instagram and from this conversation. Actually, this is the first time we've talked live. Um, you know, but, uh, I, I know you from Instagram and, uh, I, I just love everything you're doing, everything you're sharing. Um, you know, I keep up the good work, Chris. Uh, I wish nothing but the best for you, brother. And, uh, you know, keep a smile on your face and, um, you know, keep a smile on your brother's face because, uh, you and your brother's videos, yeah, they put a smile on my face. That's for sure, man. I appreciate it, brother. Um, yeah, man, my brother saved my life, man, my family. So I appreciate all you do, Doug. Like, the everything you do for the community bud the positive vibes this podcast thank you sir and um for for being one of the few from the beginning man and being here till today so thanks Doug. well thank thank you chris uh i I wish you a good night and i wish you good luck with your lakers this season trying to beat my toronto raptors (laughs) all right brother enjoy the season bro all All right have a good night brother bye bud wow that was uh that was a great great conversation um thank you chris for coming on tonight and sharing your experience strength and hope um you know it's never easy uh talking about some things but um it sounds like you're on a really good track um if we were to take a long hard look at our complete drinking record would it show that in those last years and months our drinking never created perfect magical moments 
We think we remember from our first drink. No matter how often we tried for them, instead, over and over, we would wind up drinking more than that and land in some kind of trouble as a result. Kind of like that other quote I was thinking about when I was writing this. I didn't always get in trouble when I was drinking, but every time I got in trouble, I was drinking. (laughs) Maybe it was simply a sneaky feeling that, yes, we might be drinking too much. Sometimes it was fights with our partners or jobs or problems with our jobs or serious illness or accidents or legal or financial worries. Therefore, when the suggestion of a drink comes to us now, we try to remember the whole train of consequences of starting with just a drink. We now think the drink all the way through, down to the last miserable drunk and hangover. If we were offered a drink today, the blunt truth for us as alcoholics is that would pretty surely mean a drunk sooner or later, and that spells trouble. Drinking for us no longer means music, laughter, love, or light. It means sickness, sorrow, heartache, and despair. We now realize that having that one drink will be an exchange, meaning one drink equals my bank account, my family, my home, my car, my job, my sanity, and probably my life. It is too big of a price for this alcoholic to pay today. It's too big of a risk to take. This is why, as my guest said tonight, we remember our last drunk, but not our first drink. Once again, I'd like to thank Chris for coming on tonight and sharing his experience, strength, and hope with us. This was Canadian Sober, eh? And I hope everybody has a fantastic weekend. I look forward to sharing next week with you. Have a great, great weekend, everybody. Peace and love from the great north. Thanks a lot, Chris. Really appreciated it. Bye-bye for now, everybody.